hip hop, the hippie to the hippie to the hip hip hop, and you don't stop rocking to the bang bang boogie, up jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to bee. Now what you hear is not a test, I'm a rapper to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. You see, I am Dylan and Dutch, and I'd like to say hello. To the black, to the white, the red, and the brown, to the purple and yellow. But first, I gotta bang bang to the boogie, to the boogie, say up, jump, the boogie, to the bang bang boogie, let's rock. You don't stop, rock the rhythm that'll make your body rock. Well, so far you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man, Dylan. Dylan, come on, Aunt Dylan, sing that song. On the, oh, no. Dylan, ladies. I kind of lose it there, too. Yeah. Dylan, are you a pimp? No. It's actually illegal to be a pimp. Pandering is one of the nation's worst crimes, I think. Human trafficking, if we really want to say words like that, we should uh, understand the the truth and the pain that goes along with, with words. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. And right. K-A-C-R. LP 96.1. Welcome. Welcome to Dylan and Dutch Metal Detecting. Hello, Alameda. And surrounding cities. There's no surround. I've tested the power. It's really low power. Yeah? Yeah. The antenna is really close to my house. I can't pick it up in my house. Huh. I wonder, like, maybe if you were out in the bay on a boat, you'd be able to pick it up at all. No, I don't think at all. I think that'd be kind of cool. You know how you can pick it up if, if you don't live... A block radius around Alameda. Uh, go to iTunes and download mm. us. Uh, just search Dylan and Dutch Metal Detecting. Actually, search Metal Detecting on podcasts. You'll find us. I think we've been bumped up to the third most popular metal detecting podcast on iTunes. You're right. We're now the third most yeah. popular metal detecting yeah. podcast. Uh, good for us. We're also on Stitcher. That's a podcast app. We're on Google Play. Someone said we're on Grinder. I don't know what that is. And yeah. what else? It's like a tool. You guys really earned that last one. Really? Well, thank you, Dean. Yeah. What else? You know, one thing we always forget to mention is I worry that people don't know how to get a hold of us besides Dylan and Dutch at Gmail. Yeah. Dylan and Dutch on Twitter, at Dylan and Dutch. We're also at P.O. Box 2372, Alameda, California, 94501. Where else? Um, how else can we get on? Oh, at, at our workplace, but that's probably workplace, not a good idea. You're not going to know where we work because no. Dylan and Dutch are actually our pseudonyms. There's another way to get a hold of us, though. What's the uh, the, the the D signal? The website. What's the website? Oh, DylanandDutch.com. Is it that? I'm going to look it up right now. You can look I'm it up on your phone. Sure. What can I'm you find out? Isn't there stuff that you can buy on DylanandDutch.com? Absolutely. The merch store. Yeah. CafePress.com backslash DylanandDutch. Or you can just go to DylanandDutch.com. I just looked it up. It is DylanandDutch.com. And what do you know? We have a store Cafe right Press. on the main feed there, and you can click on it. Also, there's a link to our podcast. Right. And our Christmas photos from 2015? Yeah. Two, uh, yeah, 2015, I think. Yeah, it wasn't this last year. We have to get uh, Christmas photos again. We really should. We should think of some themes. Our concert coming up, or our, excuse me, our album release party coming up December 8th, at, December 8th. At, at the space. The guy that runs that, Paul, he's very excited about recording with us. <clears throat> he texted me today and said, I'm very excited about recording. Really? So I think that's our end. We can get Fantastic. him to record. 
we already have the songs, and uh, will you be singing White Christmas? I don't think so. I was going to. Were you? Yeah, I was really excited about it. I go keep going. Dreaming of a white Christmas. You see, I feel like I'm watching the movie. Yeah, that's fine, but you know the uh, interest groups aren't really interested in us singing about wanting a white Christmas, especially since it's in California. And the Black yeah. Lives Movement is very influential where we live. Mm. So, maybe we could talk about how, like, dreaming. What if we were to pivot and saying, I'm dreaming of a multiculturally diverse Christmas yeah. I guess with it... equal opportunities for any and all gender on the spectrum and racial spectrum so as to not offend anyone? I guess it's kind of unrealistic, too, to... You know, hope for snow in the Bay Area. It's not going to happen. But I think the way I said I think that's going to work. Okay. I, 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 We should probably not I, sing I Want a White Christmas. Okay. I see where you're Just coming yet. from. You know where I'm coming yeah. from? No, People yeah, could yeah. think, oh, he wants to have snow on Christmas, cocaine, or... You could take that so many different take it ways. So many different ways. And yeah. based on our history with... Evidently, those poppy fields in Afghanistan. Uh, evidently, we were drug kingpins. We didn't, unbeknownst to us. Oh, I it knew wasn't it. the first time. You didn't know it. I knew it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I kept saying, "Are you okay with being a drug kingpin?" That's what I meant by that. I'm a huge Daredevil fan, so I thought you meant because I was gaining weight, and uh, I was losing some of my hair from the stress. Yeah. Of selling you always wore these. those white suits. I, I thought when you said Kingpin, I thought you meant the comic book villain. Oh. I love comic book villains. I think they're great. They're flashy. They have the best lines. They have the best outfits. That's why I love Magneto. And I agree with Magneto 100%. Mm. And everything he's done. Yeah, that's my fault. It's my poor communication. Yeah. I, I'm working on it, though. Sure. No, that's fine. And, and I will forgive you for getting me roped into... Uh, evidently drug smuggling hmm. we made a fortune though so I'm really not that upset and I knew all along that but we'll talk about that later it's plausible deniability is what I'm doing oh yeah so how many songs are going to be on a Christmas album 12 yeah it's a full length album for the 12 nights of Christmas no uh, obviously we're going to do Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or no yeah. are we doing well, that I don't can think... we use Red Dang no, it. I mean, we can't do the White Christmas. Maybe we should do the Rainbow-Nosed Reindeer? That's good, but not straight rainbow, because straight connotes normal, or maybe we could do the unambiguously colorful-nosed reindeer. Huh. On the... <clears throat> Does that work? Sure. I'm so confused. Yeah, Either way, it's going to sound great. It's going to sound great. People are going to love it. We're not going to offend anyone. No. And uh, it's going to just be a display of our skills. Yeah. I think Silent Night is one of the songs. Yeah. Uh, the other song is... Isn't that an insult to people who are deaf? Damn it. Huh. Um... We're going to workshop that. <sighs> We're going to workshop that issue. I have a feeling O Bomb is really not going to go over well. Isn't either. it all offensive if you're deaf? 
Oh, you know what? The whole album release? Should we have, like, a sign interpreter? Maybe we shouldn't have invited that deaf school to be ushers at the album release party. Yeah. Just thought, you know, we were doing them a favor. Yeah, well, we're huge fans. We are. And, you know, it's interesting thing about um, sign language is I grew up and I, I was taught sign language when I was eight. Hmm. My dad actually started a handicapped baseball team in the... We didn't start it, but I mean, he was one of the managers. Instead of him learning sign language, he sent me to the adult school to learn sign language. And so I went for like a year when I was seven or eight. No, I was eight years old. And I went to the, the adult school in the, in the town. And I learned in, with like other 40 and 50-year-old people who had deaf children younger than me who were working out their anger issues with having, you know, children with disabilities. I, I can never understand what they're going through, but it was a little awkward, me being the eight-year-old, learning alongside of these adults, going through real adult problems. Mm. The cool thing about that was, at the end of the semester, the teacher, who was actually my mom's best friend, she played a movie called Children of the Lesser God, starring William Hurt and Marlene Matlin. That's a great movie. It really is. I'm eight, though, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and there are multiple nude scenes and multiple graphic sex scenes, which made me really awkward. Um, it made me feel awkward. And I, I, everyone was like looking at me during the scenes, and I was just like closing my eyes, waiting for it to end. Ninety six point one KACR LP Alameda. Yeah, that is a true story of huh. my life. I feel like they shouldn't be looking at you during those scenes. You know, in, in hindsight being 2020, you just creep me out, like, in retrospect. Huh. Well. What? I had uh, an amazing childhood. Where else were we, uh, what other songs? Good I, King. I don't even know. What's this? What's this? That song. We were going to yeah, do that yeah. one. That and one's not offensive at all. No. I don't even, we're we're not even singing words to it. So well, I, I, there's a there's a name for it. We're also, I believe, singing. Were we singing one song like as Neil Diamond? Oh, probably. Yeah, maybe yeah. a couple of them. Uh, yeah, December eighth. We're gonna cross out that nice. song. The other song, um, I forget what it's called. And since I forgot, what's it matter? Uh, like most weeks, you're a science teacher. I am. I'm not. It's important to know about nature. It's important to know, uh, to teach our viewers, I know they're not viewers, they're listeners, teach our listeners about uh, the world, nature, mm -hmm. science. Mm -hmm. We always have an animal of the week. Every week it's different. This week, it will be the American possum. American possum. Yeah. It's an do amazing you, animal. Do you want to talk about... Because each week we have like a different fact about an animal. This week, I think we're going to touch on the topic of fear. Mm -hmm. Dutch. I know you very well. Dean, you're in this room too. I think we talked about fear as a topic. We did, yeah. You know what was funny is you had to look it up in the dictionary. You used Webster's. I would have preferred Oxford. Yeah. But we both came to the conclusion that we didn't know what it was, and we had to look it up. Yeah. Apparently it's, uh, 
something to do with not wanting to be around something else. I, I really didn't understand it. I skimmed it. Yeah. Oh, sorry, to a drink, but... Uh, so, uh, one of the things we want to talk about this week is the scariest moment sure. that we've ever had with... With a possum. With a possum. So, do with, you want to go first? Or? I've with got one. With opossum. With opossum? <laughs> little possum humor. <laughs> it's an innuendo. <laughs> Can I go first, or do you want to go sure, first? Sure, Dean. One time, I was walking down a street, and there was a possum, and it died in front of me. So, so Dylan, what was your scariest encounter with a possum? Thank you for asking. A few years ago, I'm sleeping mm-hmm. in my house. Windows are open to the master bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have the dual windows that we just had them installed. With the shutters? With the shutters. Nice. No, the shutters came three weeks later because okay. we had them on back order. And the lacquer they used uh, was the wrong shade. Mm-hmm. I wanted natural and they used some type of uh, burnt sienna, which I wasn't... Were they storm shutters or interior shutters? They were storm shutters. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I didn't like them, and because I'm a lawyer, I sent them a strongly worded letter saying, I want naturally uh, stained shutters, Mm -hmm. and it's the whole point of splurging on endangered redwood tree wood if you can't get the right stain. The right stain is clear. Yeah. You don't get... Anyways, I'm laying in bed, I'm asleep, dreaming about something awesome from our life. Mm -hmm. I wake up at 3... A.M. sometime around then. Whenever you get a phone call at 3 a.m., someone's dead. Someone's dying. Or, I don't know, anything else. Who knows? I'm not going to try and think about other reasons you get a 3 a.m. phone call. Maybe someone got arrested. Maybe it's someone's birthday on the other side of the, the earth and they got the wrong number mm. and they're trying to wish me a happy birthday. Uh, maybe someone won the lottery. Perhaps a pen pal wanted to get a hold of me. Yeah. Maybe... Uh, there's a reporter in some war-torn country, and they made a wrong call, and they're trying to call in a bomb uh, cover so they can get out of a a hairy situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone is on a hijacked plane, Mm. and they want to call their loved one for the last time. Yeah. Maybe it's a robocall, and you put yourself on the do-not-call list. Could be political. Mm -hmm. Could be local. Mm Mm-hmm. Could be someone uh, that uh, is in a hospital. I mean, I don't want to elaborate on why someone called me at 3 a.m. Maybe it was a repairman that got lost and drunk. Mm -hmm. And he fell asleep. Mm -hmm. And he woke up at 3 a.m. And he missed the window Mm -hmm. by 72 days. Aren't we talking about possums? I'm getting that, Dean. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a recall on Mm -hmm. your car and the computer system... That the class action was supposed to put into place, mm. send it at 3 a.m. instead of 3 p.m. Uh. Dutch, what I'm telling you is, I don't know why someone called me at 3 a.m., but it was terrifying. Anyways, I answer the phone. Yeah. Already, I am freaked out. Well, of course. And for good reason. It was Wells Fargo. Someone stole my credit card. Oh. They're using it at a Walmart. Your credit card? Yeah. My th- oh, credit- my gosh. They're using my credit card. I have the chip. People should not be able to steal my credit card. No. They stole it. They bought whatever they bought. They spent $1,700 at a Walmart in Dixon, California, if you could believe that. Mm. Now I'm terrified. Here's why. 
What if this affects my credit? Chill. What if this affects the refi going through? You have really good credit. I did at the time. Uh, I still, I still do. What if this maxed me out, and I can't splurge on the new oak and cedar mailbox? I want to put in my front of my house. That's a nice There's like mailbox. so many things, uh, right? So while I'm on the phone, I see a possum and her family hanging on the uh, on the stoop, and it's adorable. That's my scariest possum story. Mm. Dutch. Wow. Uh, so there was this one time uh, I was on the freeway, and um, I was coming up to the merge lane of people getting on the freeway. It's the most dangerous part of the freeway. Oh, my gosh. Go. And uh, this, this guy in a Volvo. <laughs> of course, always. What were you driving? Was yeah. it your Maserati or your Porsche? No, I was driving my truck. Oh, your truck. This guy in this Volvo. Every time. No turn signal, tries to scoot ahead of me, cuts yeah. me off. I have to slam on my brakes. I'm driving a tank. It's a Volvo. I'm yeah. not going to hurt anyone. And uh, my wheels were skidding. I felt yeah. the anti-lock brakes kick in. I'm getting sweat beats just thinking about I it. I had to... It was so scary. I thought I was going to crash. I thought I was going to go right into him. That's your scariest possum story? Possum? This day in California history... Um, California became a state. Right. In 1850. Really? 1850? 1850. So dozens of years ago. Yeah. Growing up in California, we all grew up in California, except you, Dean. Uh, you learn about California statehood. You learn yeah. about what it meant. Mm-hmm. We were the, we were the 31st state or the 52nd state. One of them. But mm-hmm. we were we're a state. Yeah. Uh, Fourth grade. That's when, that's when you learn. Yeah. But what they don't teach you in grade school, especially public school, they don't teach this. Mm. Not to lament public school, but they don't teach you about how California actually became a state. Dutch, you are a California public school teacher. I am. Do you want to start us off about how California started? To become a state. Maybe, like, bring us back to, like, 1840. Okay, so 1840... This is going to be good. Dean, listen up. ...was right before the uh, big gold rush yeah. in California. There were a lot of miners, though, in California already. Well, you know, like, until they like turn 18... Like, people under the age of 18. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to... Yeah, no, that's okay. Oh, there were a lot of miners already in California. And minors. And minors. And there also were a lot of Chinese in California yeah. at that time. Um... And people, you mean? Yeah, and the food. Well, just everything. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Great. And uh, at that time, there was an invasion. Oh yes, there was uh, an alien invasion right. in California. And um, now to to put a pause on this. During the gold rush, there was a lot. There's a huge movement to bring the railroad into California. Mm-hmm. And have a transcontinental railroad. We've all seen the cartoons. Bugs Bunny. And... Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam. I almost got it wrong. So we know that it's really important. What we don't realize is in California, the railroads use Chinese immigrants like cannon fodder. And they treat them terribly. So the gold miners and the Chinese took arms 
against the railroad owners and they interwove their cultures. Chinese taught about their culture to the these white gold miners. The white gold miners taught the Chinese about their redneck ways and their uh, ability to backstab people. Mm-hmm. All the while is going on, an actual alien invasion is happening in Southern California. Yeah, we've seen the movie Independence Day. Independence Day. We've seen E.T. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the other one? War, War of the Worlds. World Worlds. Close Encounters of the Third Time. Third Kind. They weren't ready for this kind of alien invasion. We don't know what sector of the galaxy they came from, but can you describe what the aliens look like, Dutch? Um, <clears throat> not stereotypical at all. Uh, no. You know, I think the closest thing that we could uh, relate them to are like Teletubbies. Sure. Yeah, that's. I mean, really, to a T, that's exactly what they look like. Do you want to watch something like terrifying? Kind of. Watch the Teletubbies in black and white. <laughs> okay. Just go on you, if, those of you listening right now on KACR. KACR. LP 96.1. That's my perfect radio voice. What does LP mean? Low power. Uh, oh. Go on YouTube, type in Teletubbies, black and white. It is out of a nightmare. Nightmarish. This is a real thing. Do it. Do it right now. Don't turn it off if you're listening to the radio. <clears throat> but if you're listening to us on iTunes and you're driving, okay, close out, go on YouTube right now while you're driving. No, they shouldn't do that while they're driving. Uh, I think, yeah, probably not. But we don't have any liability if they Pull do Pull over, then do it, but then start driving. As a lawyer, I'll tell you and them, they don't have, we don't have liability if they use it while driving mm. because they have free choice. Go on YouTube, put in Teletubbies in black and white, and pr- prepare to be terrified. Mm. You were saying something about something, and yeah. I cut you off. That the aliens looked like Teletubbies. Right. To a T. And, uh... How'd they speak? It was, like, telepathically, or was it audio? Audioly. Audio. audio? It was audioly. How do you... Is that the word? Aud- was it verbal? Plus a little bit of sign language. Sure. That's a callback. So that's how they spoke? I Anyways. Guess, I guess so. There was the, uh, great... White Chinese Rebellion of 1848. Yeah. A final battle took place in the Salinas Valley. Uh, they, they, uh... Is that why the grizzly bears don't exist? Well, I'm, you know, Dean, I'm glad you talked about that. These Teletubby aliens actually telepathically trained California grizzly bears to attack all white and Chinese laborers on site. Those were the people that actually were leading the, the cavalcade against these actual aliens. Anyways, what happened was there was a great battle in the middle of the state. Salinas is pretty much the middle of California. And it was at the battle that that all the aliens were wiped out. And all the grizzly bears died. Weren't you guys worried about, like, the rattlesnakes? Uh, no, rattlesnakes are nature's cowards. They even tell you when they're scared by rattling something off. Dutch. Yeah. Uh, let's put a pin in the rattlesnake because we're going to get to that in a second for our beer grooming advice. Mm-hmm. But after this battle, after all the aliens were killed yeah. and all the California grizzly bears were decimated, like just completely destroyed, how do we become a state? You know, I don't know. Neither do I. Yeah. 
Um, but Going it to probably has something to do with that. And you know, that's one of the reasons why today the um, population of California is right. pretty much, I mean, half and half uh, Chinese and bearded people. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So, interesting story. Moving on to camping advice, because we always talk about it. And I'm glad Dean brought it up. Let me run a nightmare scenario on you, Dutch. Okay. We're camping. Okay. It's day two. Day one, you've already used all your beard oil because, <sighs> obviously. Been there. What are you doing on day two? Or day three? Or day, day two, day three. 70. Um, I usually go looking for a rattlesnake. I'll uh, tromp through the bushes, usually barefoot. Yeah. Um, and make a lot of noise. Make a lot of noise, and I'll wait for the till I hear the rattle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the or you could go to like one of the snake holes. Yeah. Shove your hand in it. Yeah, that that usually works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they think you're like a gopher or something. Right. It's one of the things you should do. So, uh, yeah, I'll find a rattlesnake and then I'll milk its venom because I usually have a venom milking kit with me. Right. Uh, when I go camping. I mean, you bring your keys and your wallet. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, just a healthy dose of that spread into the beard. I mean, really get into your beard. Yeah. Your skin. Yeah, yeah. Try not to put it on your skin because it'll absorb into your skin. Uh, One of the things why that works is the pH of the venom softens your beard hair. And it gives it a nice sheen. Yeah. So uh, every time I use rattlesnake venom, Mm -hmm. uh, my wife can't keep her hands off my beard. Yeah. I tell her not to kiss it. It's, we well, yeah, no, she shouldn't do that, but yeah. it's kind of an aphrodisiac. And you're married, I'm married, we could talk about this. Yeah. We're still keeping it PG. Does all venom work that way? No. Not all. Scorpion venom will work, but you know how, how many scorpions you need to milk before you get enough that, from rattlesnake venom? 32. I was going to say 31, but yeah. you know, 31, 32. It always takes me 32. Yeah. I was thinking Gila monsters. Gila monsters works if you have a drain clog. Mmm. But that's, yeah. You know, we should recap last week. Last week's episode for people who didn't hear it. Um, Right. Again, if you haven't heard it, you need to go on iTunes and download it. Absolutely. Uh, You want to start the recap? Sure. Last week, uh, we had a few guest speakers come in. um, Some local high school teachers. Some civics teachers. Yeah. And uh, what we did was we had a good discussion about the electoral college. The importance of it. Yeah, the importance of it. And why the electoral college served us well in our most recent election with uh, Bush. You really want to protect something called the tyranny of the majority. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why we have the Electoral College. It puts a check even on the majority of our population. Yeah. Dutch. Our last po- our last presidential election, you want to explain what happened? Yeah, so uh, Gore got the popular vote. Sure, by and, like uh, one and a half million. Yeah, by, by quite a few. Uh, but however, Bush ended up getting more electoral votes. Um, I've looked at that a number of times and we... Sp- Spent an hour talking about it last week, right. but I still don't understand how it works. Neither do I, but I'll tell you this. It's so rare, I guarantee it will never happen again. Yeah, probably not. I would bet Dean's life on it that that it would never happen again. They'll probably outlaw it. Wait, that's not the first time you've done that. Yeah, I know, but, I mean, it was a sure thing. Yeah, and that Sherpa didn't stand a chance against you. <laughs> well, 
I had a gun. <laughs> he had a stick. Or what's it called? A staff? Whatever it was. I had to cut his head off. Yeah, but he was already dead. That's true. So, international waters. Uh, so that was our recap last week, talking about the importance of electoral college. We referenced Thomas Paine mm-hmm. and uh, a few other lame historical figures, which brings us to our metal, metal detecting find of the week. Oh, this was a doozy. I'm so excited about this Dutch. Please. Yeah. So I'm on the beach, one of my favorite spots to go detecting. Uh, I always find coins and uh, rare pieces of jewelry uh, and even more rare bottle caps. Yeah, you're always finding something. I love yeah. it. And, uh, well, I'm just going along and I get this really strong signal. Uh, so definitely like some precious metals. Yeah. And I search for it. I'm, I'm looking at where the signal's coming from, and what do I find? So I find a nice watch. Brand new watch. Amazing. Uh, I find some car keys. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a wallet, too. The craziest thing, I didn't even have to dig for it. It was like inside of a shoe. Yeah. Next to some people's stuff that were right. already there. And so it was it was so wild it was just how is this even possible i can't believe it you find and, something uh, like that like every week yeah and the car it's crazy the car was even in the parking lot uh, i was you know beeping the beeper and i found the car and i i drove it home what you're talking about is abandoned property yeah yeah uh i would reference the finder's keepers law of 1708 it's old english common law mm. that possession is always nine tenths of the law you possess that car now you have that wallet. You're now that person. You could use those credit cards. You could. Uh, you could absorb his life. Dutch, isn't that just stealing? No. No, no I I found no. it. It was a metal detecting. No, it was find. abandoned. Yeah. Stealing. So if someone's not home and I just go live in their house, that's like a. I just found it. No, no, because I've, I've tried that. We're not talking impossibilities. Of course, the next thing we have to talk about is the Game of Thrones recap. This was wild. Oh, this week's episode was incredible. this Dutch. Yeah. So. Spoiler alert. We get to find out the true parents. Of Bran. The true lineage. Of Bran Stark. Well, Bran needs to stop with the the flashbacks. Yeah. This flashback lasted 38 minutes. I timed it. Put my stopwatch on. So I always time his flashbacks. Some of them last 30 seconds. Some of them last two minutes. 38-minute flashback to, you want to talk about his his real parents? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the moment he was conceived by... Brienne of Tarth. Brienne of Tarth. And the and Hound. And the Hound, yeah. Uh, which was a wild scene. I don't understand it's that. It's kind of rough. And come to find out, Brienne of Tarth and the Hound, Sandor Clegane, they're the rightful heirs of Winterfell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I really didn't know where uh, George Martin was going with this. Uh, or David Benioff. R.R. Martin, please. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of confused. I didn't understand how it tied into the rest of the story and how it even made sense, but... Well, can I give you my theory? Yeah. And it was published on Reddit. Okay. So, it's, it's a doozy. You you have to sit here for at least 30 seconds. Okay, at the beginning of the series... The TV show, mm-hmm. which turned into books, Bran was thrown off a ledge after seeing something he shouldn't have seen. Yeah. I'm not going to mention here. It's a PG radio station. K A C R L P ninety six point one. 
Alameda. That was the best. The fact you said Thank you so much for that. We're going to do that every time. Anyways, Bran... You're a visionary. Bran has a... We're literally going to do that every time. Bran has this idea that he doesn't want to be small and gangly and and uh, injured and paralyzed. So he figures he'll choose the two biggest people mm. in Winterfell, or not in Winterfell, in Westeros, and mate them. Mm. Why didn't he choose the mountain? Uh, because he's a zombie. So... Somehow, and this is the reason it was 38 minutes is because he kept having to go back in time to get them to meet and then romance each other and, you know, the mm-hmm. rest. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to do that so he could become the greatest knight of all time. Kind of like uh, breeding dogs, you know, to get the traits that you want out of them. Well, the great thing is the hound really is the dog. The Clegane's, oh, right? look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, now it makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So now, in this present timeline, okay... Bran is a very strong and muscular uh, knight-like yeah. a young man who is abnormally tall, like six foot four, mm-hmm. abnormal, disgusting, and or six foot five. And uh, his mom is like a behemoth, and his dad is angry and burnt. Hmm. So that's that's the whole point. So in that regard, Bran's Parents are the true heirs. Oh, there you go. Ice and fire, right there. That's that's it. That's where it is. Yeah. What do you think about theory? We'll see how it plays out. I don't know how they're gonna how that ties into the Night King, or killing Cersei, hmm. really, or anything. Yeah. Great episode, though. It's a great hey, drink. You want another beer? Yeah, I do. What do you have? Coors Light. <clears throat> Cold as the Rockies. Every time we go camping, you bring Coors Light. I do. Dylan, do you know when to drink the Coors Light? Uh, I think Dutch will... He's the expert, not me. Dutch, how many types of Coors Light are out there? We need to list, an exhaustive list of Coors Light. Uh, well, you know, you have the Coors Light in the 12-ounce cans. Yeah. You have the Coors Light in those bottle can things sure. with the twist off tops you got them in like regular glass bottles yeah you got Coors Light in like the really tall cans and uh like me right now you have it on tap right so uh you know is sometimes that, uh is that your preference the the one on tap no I like I like the 12 ounce cans but you know those twist off uh can sure the ones things? you get at like those are growing bars. on me yeah yeah those are uh have cold activated cans you know, sometimes I just want a taste that's as cold as the Rockies. Yeah. Let's or, hear that can open. Or sometimes just a little less cold. The Rockies are pretty cold. Oh, look at that sound. Hey, Dutch, when do you know to drink it? After I open it. <laughs> yeah. But when do you know that it's ready to be opened? I see what you're doing. We're not going to take that bait. But they paid me. My favorite... <laughs> way to drink Coors Light is at a concert that on tap, watered down, almost cold. In a cup that spills a third of it hmm. when you walk back down to your seat. That's satisfying. That's the best one That's to drink really for me. That's really satisfying, yeah. yeah. Last time we went camping, you mm-hmm. brought 32, uh, uh, 
a box of 32 cores light. You know, I feel bad. I actually brought 60. Oh, really? Yeah. Where'd the other 28 go? I drank them on the way up. Sure. Yeah. You're, well, they're course light. You're not going to get drunk off them. No. No, no. I, I went jogging that morning, and I was just really thirsty. Yeah? So. And uh, even though it was a two-hour drive, you mm -hmm. did get there in seven hours. I was pre-gaming it a little bit. Sure. That makes keep, sense. I had to keep stopping. So, anything else you want to talk about course light? Nah, that's probably good. We have Merch of the Week. Merch of the Week? Uh, yeah. It's very special this week. Very... It's merch that Dutch has chosen. Very and I... intimate. Sure. This week. They're uh, unmentionables. We are giving away Dylan and Dutch branded ladies underwear. Which is PG. It's just, you know, everyone wears underwear. Some people don't. It's my it's favorite. Okay. So, what, how, what's the, uh, is it going to be trivia? Yeah, let's do trivia. Okay. Do you have a question? Yeah. No. Dutch. Come with one. On the um, spot. You're the best. What thread count do I use for my bed sheets? Uh, it's easy. easy answer for me, because I know. Yeah. And you know that it's really a trick question. It really is. Yeah. Answer that by sending us an email, mm -hmm. dylanandutch at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at dylanandutch, telling us what is... D Dutch's thread count. Yeah. On his bed. Trick question. Trick question. Tricky. Yeah. So, uh... One thing we didn't talk about. We always talk about, like, some pop culture thing. We do. We did. Do you remember that time we met up in Florida? Yeah, that I was... presentation? I was trying uh, some experimental facial hair during that time. Yeah. The really, really thin mustache with the really, really thin goatee beard. Yeah, they call that the uh, weird uncle. Is that what they call that? Yeah. Is that the time the FBI came around to ask questions? <laughs> that's that's what time could you... We're always on contract with yeah. questions. But we're, we ran into each other mm -hmm. at that presentation. Yeah. It was Florida. Do you want to get to the presentation first? Or what happened at the bar that night? Sure, let's do the presentation. So, I mean, I don't know about you. I was drawn in by the lure of a free cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Dinner and, cruise. Uh, it was a, yeah, dinner cruise. And what the presentation was, they were uh, trying to sell a laser tag franchise. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I see you from across the conference room. Yeah. It's full, like about 2,000 people. Mm -hmm. I and mean, this thing is, laser tag was a huge thing. Yeah. That summer 1987 i was rocking a ponytail then yeah i had no facial hair and uh i shaved my head no uh because i one of my friends had cancer i wanted her to know that i supported her fight that's really cool no it was terrible because she died and then i had no hair mm -hmm. so but we're at the conference and you come up to me as we're signing because yeah. These presentations, they last about four hours. At the end, you can't say no. No. I bought four laser tag franchises right then and there. Yeah, I bought seven. Yeah. Most of them were uh, in, like, uh, Louisiana. Really? Yeah. Where were yours? They were all in Modesto. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I had seven of them, and they, th they were thriving. 
I mean, seriously, I had people lined up all the time trying to get in and play. And, you know, I did the thing where, oh, bring in your report card. Sure. And I'll give you, like, a free game yeah. if you get, like, a 4.0 or right. a dollar off for Good every man. day. I never had to do that for anyone because they just, no one had good grades there. But uh, they still kept coming. I instituted a, a laser knife. It was just like a, a regular knife, but like if you touch the person with it, yeah, they're out. Just like if you shot them. Okay. But you know, after the third lawsuit, I realized we need to use like either rubber knives or like just eighty-six the knives altogether. Mm-hmm. But we see each other at the, at the, in, this, in Boca Raton mm-hmm. after we go signing. We were like so excited. What'd you yeah. call your laser tag place? Uh, laser Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. After the, like, Lazy Boy? Yeah. Oh, you know, I got it. But really, there wasn't any other connection other than the name. Yeah. We go to the bar that night. Mm-hmm. There's a flamenca competition. Hold on. What happened to those franchises? I'm going to well, go laser tag. No, we'll get right to now. this later. Yeah, yeah. There's a flamenca. Flamenca? It's like the flamenco? traditional Spanish Flamenca? Flamenco. Dance. Don flamenco. flamenco. Don Oh, my flamenco. gosh. Tyson's punch out. From Mike Tyson's yeah. punch out. You punch him in the belly, you get a star. Really? Yep. It's racist against When he Spanish. raises up his arm really high, you gotta punch him in the belly, and then you get the star, and then you do the power punch. That's why you kept punching the guy in the stomach. Yeah. See, you and I were there, we uh-huh. were probably a little tipsy. You had some questionable rum. Mm. I had a few shots of scotch, like 12, and we see these guys that look like Don Flamingo. We start yelling at them. Yep. And they keep telling you, no, 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 we're not Don Flamingo. Thank you for acknowledging us, but, you know, just keep it down. You punched the guy right in the throat. Yeah. I mean, he went down like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. His, one of his friends came up to me. I took a knife out of my boot right, right into his femur. You're done. Don't front up on us because nope. we'll get you. Yeah. So a fight ensues. The whole bar, it's like gets up, and there you have these guys' backs. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're not in the wrong. This guy no. said something to you, and all you did was punch him right yeah. in the throat, crush his larynx. This is before we did all those tracheotomies in the field. I've always been kind of known for my throat punch. Yeah. It, it'll it knock a guy down. Yeah. You know, how do you stop a fight from happening? Get knocked in the throat. Yeah. Because evidently people need to breathe to fight. Yeah. Anyways, so we're back to back, like we usually are when we do bar fights. The guys, the the, the band, they start playing a song. It's got a good beat. I mean, maybe we'll even play it right now while maybe. I'm talking. Yeah. At the 43-minute mark. But we start doing this weird dance while yeah. we're fighting. Well, it's kind of a, a, a fight dance, a dance fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't our first dance fight. No, absolutely you want, not. Want to talk a little bit more about what we were doing. Yeah, so we started doing these moves uh, where we would put our hands like on our hips and like across on our shoulders and behind our heads. Yeah. And uh, we were kind of going off of each other. Yeah. You know, watching each other and uh, part of us, part of it was taunting other. everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we would do this like hip movement where we would go kind of in a circle and then we right. would face another side of the crowd right so we would do it kind of like in a square um 
Yeah. Pretty soon. Yeah. Everyone joined in. Everybody stopped and yeah. said, these guys are great. Yeah. We're going to mimic them. Yeah. It was like this crazy line. It was a bar fight turned into a line dance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the night you and I invented the Macarena. Yep. Yeah. Going to your question, Dean. The name of my four laser tag places, they were called the Alan Parsons Project, because Alan Parsons invented the laser, the light amplified, sir, you know, whatever the S-E-R. It's light amplified, you're the science teacher. Light amplification by stimulation of emitted, emitted, emitted radiation. radiation. Yes. Emit, emitted radiation, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. So, we call it Alan Parsons Project 1, 2, 3, and Laser Tag. Yeah. I couldn't come up with the fourth name. We ended up selling... We, You and I met again at the arm wrestling referee convention, mm -hmm. and we talked about our laser tag company. So they're doing well, but we want to get out of it and diversify. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I had actually the first 24-hour laser tag uh, shop. Oh, worldwide. Yeah. It was great. So can we go right now? Dutch. We sold them. Oh. Yeah. You we, had this great idea, though. I did, I did. So we sold the, the actual buildings and the, the rights and everything, but we kept uh, all of the guns. So we, do we have them to use? Well, no. not exactly. Oh. What did we do with them? We sold the guns to uh, Iraq's Republican Guard. Yeah. I mean, there were tens of thousands of these old, used guns. This was around 1989, 1990. Yeah. And we, uh, uh, we convinced them that they would be effective well, as long as they were pointed at the right enemy and that they right. wouldn't work against each other. Right. There's, it cuts down on friendly fire. Yeah. Cut to a few months later. Uh, evidently, our country went to war with Iraq. Yeah. And Iraqi army, or the Iraq army, they, uh, they, um, Gave up immediately. Yeah, a lot of them surrendered right away. Remember that contact I had in the UN? Yeah. There was an international death warrant on us, a jihad against Dylan and Dutch, mm. for like 10 years. I thought they called that a, a fatwa. Oh, was it a fatwa? I don't, I don't know. know the right word. Maybe know. it was a fatwa. I'm going to Wikipedia that. We should later. Um, that was, I think, because of that. Really? Yeah. Huh. I thought it was just, I mean, people have put contracts on our life before. Wouldn't be the first time. I thought it was for all that art I stole. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, you guys sold laser tag guns to a actual army? Well, when no. you put it like that, I mean... No, we didn't. We sold it to a city-state. Completely different. We don't know what they use with them. I mean, they could have melted them down and made... Well, it's just plastic, so... Really can't do much. You know, if you shoot someone in the eye with that, it's very irritating. And you could eventually go blind after, like, 10,000 hits on the eye. Huh. So they're not completely... Well, then again, they weren't connected to any battery source, so... That's true. Yeah, the batteries had been long dead by then. Right. KCR 96.1 LP. Alameda. Can, can we try that again? Yeah. KCR LP 96... Oh, okay, we'll try it again. KCR LP... Okay. K wait, wait, wait. Take, take two. K A C R L P ninety six point one Alameda. Ah. That's it.
That was really good. Yeah. They should use that every time they have to do... City by the Bay. Yeah. In the Bay. Right now. Floating away. Well, it's an island. At least... How did it become an island? It was dredged. What does that the, mean, Dylan? I don't... What's dredge mean, Dutch? Uh, it's you're the science you're teacher. It's when you're looking for gold, and you uh, stir up the sediment on the bottom, and you... There's gold in the bay? Oh, yeah. There's tons of it. Yeah. So... You don't want it, though. It's all Nazi gold. Yeah. Yeah, it's a war crime. We're heavily against war crimes. Yeah. So if we were to find Nazi gold, just like Magneto did in X-Men First Class, we would turn it in to the proper authorities and then torture a banker to death until he showed us where some Nazis were and went to Argentina and killed some of them. I'm sorry. Went off the rails. Dutch, is there anything you want to plug? Plug. We're rounding third. We have about ten minutes left. Maybe Probably. less. Uh, no, I, I got no plugs. Yeah? With the new format starting next week. Yeah. Do you want to talk about maybe the first few movies we're going to be, or movie soundtracks we're going to be doing? Yeah, we. I think we briefly mentioned yeah. it last week. Um, you know, definitely, you know, we're going to do some... Some great movies. Yeah. Karate Kid. Yeah. Harold and Maude. Yeah. Probably uh, uh, that one laser movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, With the guys and they... Tron? Are, that's it. Tron. Tron. Uh, what else? Car- you any other good movies? Cars 2. Ishtar. Probably. Ishtar. What else? Um, Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Christmas movie. That's classic. Die Hard 3. Can we do Charlie Brown's Christmas? That's boring, and it's really sad. I was just going to say... We can't do that all the way, Dean, because it's copyrighted. Oh. Um, What does that mean? It means we can't do it without permission from the estate of Charles Schultz. He's a jerk. Well, he's dead, so... Yeah, he can't deny it now. Can we do uh, Con Air? I don't know that you'll be doing anything, Dean. So you mentioned Con Air. I love that movie. That's a great movie. It's one of my least favorite movies. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, it has everything. It has... Is it Vin Rames? It has Steve Buscemi. It has um, that guy from The Big Lebowski. Uh, um, still Steve Buscemi. It has Ving Rhames. He's the guy from that other movie. Chris Tucker. No, it's not Chris Tucker. What's the other guy's name? Dave Chappelle. He plays a very realistic... Oh, wait. No, he doesn't. That's a, um, that's a terrible realist. Uh, and it's got the guy with the, with the voice. With his, with the face. Pee Wee Herman? No. Uh, uh... The the bad guy. Nicholas Cage. Has Nicholas that guy the whole time. That was Nicholas Cage. John Malkovich. No, he was the good guy. What's his name? I forget his name. Nicholas Cage? No, the good guy that takes over the plane. John Cusack. No, he's the other bad guy. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of uh Oh, it is John Malkovich. It is John Malkovich. I thought you were talking about being John Malkovich, which actually has John Malkovich. And John Cusack. 
Is John Cusack in being John Malkovich? No, he's not. He wasn't say anything. Wait, I'm confused. Con Air is the movie with John Malkovich. Is that right? Huh. Mostly. Remember that time you beat the living hell out of Nicolas Cage? Yeah. I thought <laughs> that was uh, that Is was this ex post facto? Uh, he has another three months to sue us, but he has no way he can... I mean, he listens, I know, but I'm sure you'd think it was a funny thing. Yeah, we saw him coming out of that nightclub. And you turn to me, and you say, Dylan, I hate him so much, I should fight him. And I said, you gotta watch it, because these uh, Hollywood actors, they could fight. I mean, think about his fight in Raising Arizona, Mm. and his fight from Peggy Sue Got Married, Mm. or his fight when he played that really weak vampire in that one movie. That's yep. about it. Those are all his movies, right? Yeah. You want to talk about the fight? Just briefly. We only have a couple more minutes left. I can sum up the fight in two words. Yeah? Throat punch. <laughs> you went right up to him. You said, hey, Nicholas Coppola, because his real last name is Coppola. Hey, Mr. Coppola. And he turned around, punched him right in the throat. Throat punch. Yeah. yeah. He was down. You kicked him in the face, like, at least two or three dozen times. And then I came over there and he was like out and there's a lot of blood on the ground. I was like, Dutch, we got to get out of here because our limo only has one more hour and we still have to like do a whole scene where we're like up out of the limo window yeah. and uh, order milkshakes like uh, Macaulay Culkin did in uh, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Dead air. I'm sorry, I'll fix that in post. All of this I'll fix in post. Didn't you throw a hive of bees on his head? Oh, I thought you wouldn't mention that. Yeah, for a time I was an amateur beehive collector. And I would collect beehives in nature. And just keep them in uh, the backseat of wherever I'd go. And so I thought I'll just throw some bees on him. Shoved them down his throat. Did it work? No. I mean, he still made movies. When you say did it work, I still don't know like what you were trying to accomplish. Was it you an know, experiment? No, was it's, it... a, it's a gag, you know? It's a practical joke. Okay. This has been Dylan and Dutch Metal Detecting. Thanks for listening.
complain, but there's no rain. And all I can do is read a book to stay away. And it rips my life away, but it's the great escape. 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 Now we wait. Uh, this is good. It's good. Shut the fingers. Yeah, Sounds good. Fingers. Good harmony. Mm. Our acapella is so good. It, also, it just sounds like there's music in the background. Two, one. And all I can say is that my life is pretty awesome. You don't like my point of view. You think, think I'm insane. Justified. It's not sane. It's not sane. I just want someone to send me. Oh, 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 oh. I'll always be there when you wait. You know I like to keep my cheeks dry today.